Welcome to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast. I will be your humble GM, Daniel Anderlich. With me today is Alex Finn. Hi, I am so out of it right now. I'm just like, whoa. But I have a plague doctor, so that's bonus. Stace Babcock. Samson, have you done something different with your beard? <laughs> I grew it out <laughs> okay. more. Um, Looks nice. Thanks. I did it myself. Samson Davis. <laughs> I made this beard myself. <laughs> You can see it super well on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Reach out and feel oh, it. Oh, man. So voluptuous. And Marietta Jones. Oh, <laughs> uh, hey, guys. Before we get started, we have an important item of business. We have another new patron. Our newest patron is Kilted Joe. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Joe is a very nice guy, and some of us have had the opportunity to play games with him before. And Alex, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Oh, gosh. Kilted Joe was in the first ever tabletop game I played, and he was also in the Pokemon game that I ran for a little bit, and that was also epic. He was a Team Muna grunt, and it was amazing. I gave him a secret mission that he could never complete on accident. Because that's how I am as a GM. <laughs> but yeah, Kilted Joe's really good people. I met him and his wife last year when they came up for the Bristol Run Fair. And it was such a fun time. And he's such a sweet guy. And his wife's so amazing. And they're just really nice people. Awesome. Awesome. So thank you so much, Kilted Joe. Your support means the world to us. So, who remembers what happened last time? I'm going to pick on Marietta, who volunteered right before the recording. I did. I was like, me! By making the mistake of asking. I did. But the good news is, my dudes, I have been taking notes lately. It's amazing. It's a trick I picked up from our good pal, Samson. Yeah! Hey. So, on last week's episode of Explorers Wanted, Dilly and Italia are starting to discuss Dilly's automaton dream in which um, the Queen's platoon was getting wrecked and Carfa was thrown across the room and then his eyes glazed over in the middle of the conversation and I was like, whoa, buddy, that's not normal. And then Dilly was like, oh man, I just saw Lone Shark Guy's face get like smushed by the automaton and then the automaton looked in the mirror and it said it was like chittering, but then Dilly could understand his name being said, which was, like, pretty freaking creepy. Um, so we definitely had an, ah, ah, conversation about it. He resigns himself to also talk to Nix, but we discussed maybe him, like, solving the problem as an approach instead of just run, run, run. Like, okay, let's use, let's use your great brain, Dilly, let's, let's fix the problem. And then Natalia passes out with... Jeski, in case anyone's wondering, they sleep on their backs together and snuggle next to each other. They <laughs> look up at the stars. I was wondering. Yeah, that's how they sleep anyway. And then at the end of Dilly's watch, Nyx wakes up because she always wakes up early and she starts doing her early morning stretches before the sun's even up. So then Dilly's like, hey, so how would you tell Cha-Cha if Lone Shark Guy was probably dead because of the automaton I helped create? And Nyx was like, whoa, well, I think you would kind of just tell her also what? (laughs) 
And then Delia was like, yo, bro, I've been having these dreams. <laughs> and Natalia thinks that I'm connected to this automaton. She did this scan thing, and then they trash-talked Natalia's scanning, which is so valuable. <laughs> so I don't know why you would complain about being scanned. <sighs> anyway. Um... <laughs> <laughs> We trash talk our friends. That's how you know we like you. Mm -hmm. Like, that's... Yeah, behind your back. And then Stannis <laughs> chimes in during the conversation and asks questions about, like, what the automaton is. And Dilly is like, oh, it's a... What is it again? It's a... It's a thing. Relentless Reaper? Relentless Reaper. Yeah, there we go. And she's like, oh, shit, those things just hunt, hunt, hunt until they kill their prey. Until it's like, lol, 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 cool. Thanks. <laughs> She also asks Dilly what he wants to do, because Dilly was asking Nyx, like, how do you handle this? That kind of thing. And she was like, ultimately, I like the traveling thing. And so then Stannis is like, well, you like Dilly. And Dilly's like, hmm. And then Daniel's like, hey, Dilly, you want an XP? And Samson was <laughs> like, yeah, hell yeah, I want an XP. I think he gave the other one Nyx. And then Chacha overhears the conversation. I think Stannis is like, who's super dead? Lone Shark guy? Or who's Lone Shark guy or something? And then Chacha leans over from her, her tree nest and, and observes the conversation. And then she jumps down and starts running away. And Nyx runs after her because Nyx is like, oh, man, keep the party together. And like, I know this field, but I think Nyx is also a little bit worried about her family because Dilly had also been there and... The automaton went in the Queen's platoon, even though Dilly was never spotted there. So that's like a little, mm. and like, we did hire guards, but mm. so we decided we're going to go to the ship for sure. That had the void stones on it or some crystals that Stannis is looking for. Uh, it's the ship before that she got on and then it like teleported her off before she got stuck with B, bro, E, conclave, whatever. Yeah, so we decide to go there. After we stop by the village, we decide that that's the way to go because Nyx convinced Chacha to come back. So then Chacha's like, oh, by the way, I have this steed cipher that I vaguely mentioned last time, but it goes for a whole day and doesn't stop. And we could totally use it to get to this village really conveniently. So we do that. And then we have like a 15 minute debate about how many Herks we're going to get what the food ratio is, how much food we're going to get. There's also some concern because these Herc things that are, they're like steeds, they eat flesh. So I guess if you don't get meat for them, they'll like try to eat you or something. But it's NBD, according to the ice arm person that was in the village. And we're like, cool, this is fine. We'll just buy two giant bushels the size of Dilly full of berries. Because apparently they are four, excuse me, they... They eat the berries or they eat meat, but they don't eat other vegetables. And these fucking berries are only from this one weird ass place. So those are like way inflated price wise. TLDR, we got these weird hurt things and we left. And then we showed up. We Did we get to the ship? Nope. We were on the way. We were walking and Italia tripped on her face for an XP <laughs> and rolled down the hill. And like half of her bags spilled out everywhere. And Daniel was like, Nyx was right behind you. And then Nyx ran down the hill to help. So thoughtful. And finds a bundle of notes that are all open. And it turns out they're all the letters that Nyx wrote to Italia when Nyx went away to school and Italia was still in Charmond. 
and yeah, they were all opened, and Italia just, like, never responded, and she was extremely uncomfortable, but Nix was, like, super chill, and she was just like, OMG, what did you think about this letter? Oh, you never responded, dude, what about this one? And Talia was just, like, dying, and then there was a side pan to Dilly looking down, and over his shoulder was Cha-Cha, and a horror was approaching her, and it was, was it the fiery demon horror? Buddy Cop. Buddy Cop, okay, so Buddy Cop was there, and Buddy Cop's like, Chacha, what are you doing? You gotta get your shit together and do the thing and open the door. Dun, dun, dun. Then we ended the episode. That was very thorough. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Notes. Take notes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, yeah. The scene is, Buddy Cop has leaned over to Chacha and said, Oh, you don't have to kill anybody, Chacha. We just want you to open the door. Hmm. Did Betty Cop go away after he said that? No, I think it was more interesting for him to stick around for a bit. Well, you know, this lady, Stan, is, she got kidnapped by bees, but she knows the door. Does she now? Yeah, her whole order knows door stuff. But, like, is it a metaphysical door or is it an actual door? Because I, I don't think it's a good idea for me to just run around the world opening all doors. Sometimes those doors are on bathrooms. Right, right. I think you mentioned something about pee perverts previously that you didn't like. Now he does not say that. <laughs> I was going to say, how long has he been following us? <laughs> a long time. From episode one, at least. I know, but like, is he there all the time? Does he not have a family? Don't know. You don't know. I feel like Buddy Cop comes in every now and then, just like, how's Chacha doing? I'm going to leave. I didn't need to see yeah. <laughs> Oh, she just killed somebody. Okay, we're going. <laughs> So Buddy Cop leans in and says, like, oh, I understand what you mean. No, it's, you'll know the door when you see it. I trust you, Cha-Cha. I know you'll do the right thing. And he slowly fades away. Meanwhile, (laughs) Italia and Nix come back up the hill and meet up with Dilly and Stannis. Italia's face is bright red. Are you guys okay? Yep. Yeah, fine. Yeah. Can I do an insight? <laughs> you sure can. <laughs> I don't have anything for this. So I'm not going to put effort into this. So it's a straight roll? Yep. And I rolled a three. Nice! Yeah, so Italia, just roll deception yeah. and see what Are you happens. trained in deception? <laughs> That's a 12. I don't think... She isn't, but it uh, doesn't matter. She still beat Dilly. <laughs> you just think that Italia's flushed. That's all. Got super drunk, falling down the hill. Oh man, walking up that hill. Oh, oh so winded. Much struggle. I can't believe you tripped like that, dude. Like you're usually so light on your feet. Yeah, I was like kind of playing with Jesky while we were walking, and then it good tripped. thing you didn't trip <laughs> in the rafters, right, man? Can you imagine? Yeah, you know, I'm pretty good at jumping and climbing and balancing, but sometimes you're just playing with your sesky and you eat shit and roll down a hill. Yeah, sometimes, you know, jumping and climbing are great, but it's the walking that'll get you, am I right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and none of that running shit, I don't do that. <laughs> no. Nix, can you give me a perception roll of nine? Yes, when my dice have. No, Stace uses dice, real dice. She has a plethora of them. There's no app. 18. <laughs> okay. You notice that when Italia fell, it didn't, she didn't land in it at all. But 
She was probably about five feet away from a very distinctive warren that you know particularly well from a childhood obsession as being where larval flush pups like to hole up. Oh my god, guys, you see that warren down there? That's for for baby flesh pups. And, uh, you know, one time I was reading this story when I was a kid. You know, guys know about Turco the flesh pups. You ever read those books? Absolutely not. No, I don't know how to read. Oh my god, Numenera for. Oh my gosh. What is it for? Oh. <laughs> Weight training, I assume. Oh, yeah, with these. Yeah, but when Turco got lost in the Warrens and he couldn't get out until, you know, that traveler accidentally fell through the Warren and he could infect it, like, that's how Turco came into the world. It's a really good story. You guys should check it out. I could have been the next Turco host if I just rolled a little bit further. Right? Could have changed the whole narrative. Man, we could have a flesh pup. It's okay. We have this pup and I'll put Jesky on the head. Who's a good Zesky? Zesky kind of just like looks up at you like happy. Such a good Zesky. Her tongue lolls out. Talia will poke it. <laughs> Don't flesh pups like kill their hosts? Well, Turco killed their host, but sometimes the host can survive, but it's usually sort of a one or the other situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to try not to fall on my face again. Okay. Heal the toe, Italia. That's how I walk. Heel to toe. Mm-hmm. I just walk on my toes. That's the secret. I'm always stealthing. <laughs> <laughs> also why I tripped. <laughs> it's like constant Scooby-Doo, tiptoe, tinkle music always around Italia. <laughs> exactly. I also like to put one foot in front of the other when I walk, you know? I like to step dramatically from side to side. Like two little leaps. See, now that's inefficient. From toe to toe. Well, it really gets strong quads, so you get a great jump, because, you know, I'm trained in jumping. And uh, it helps you with balancing, too. If you're always on your toes, you know, that's a smaller, like, area to have your, your body weight over. Really helps, you know, make you stronger and more balanced. And then balance helps you not fall over. Yeah, unless you're playing with your absolutely adorable Jesky, and then she'll pet Jesky's ear more. <laughs> Jesky's crystals on her back glow a bright lavender. Oh, who's a happy Jesky? Jesky. Isn't she? Yeah. <laughs> Look, she's smiling. That looks kind of terrifying, actually. <laughs> yeah, like her th- her mouth is a lot of teeth. It is not... Uh, Sesky smiling is not comforting at all. <laughs> My, what big teeth you have there, Jesky? Nix will examine the Herks and check on them, see how they're doing. Okay, so you go over the Herx. Um, so just as a refresher, the Herx are sort of woolly insects about the size of a human. As you go over their faces, they're kind of like almost like a flies, except they have like these extra armless pinchers next to their face. They're not mandibles, but they're like clearly for grabbing something and holding it. And it does snap a little at you as you come close. Not a lot, just a little, like it's just tempted. Huh. Are they upright? No, they kind of move on all fours, or all sixes. But they're about as long as a human is tall. Got it. Nix will grab some berries and hold them out. You're just going to bring one of those big bushels over? Not the whole bag. She's going to like bring over a handful, like a treat. Okay. Maybe not. Uh, no, Nix is committed. So when it sees the berries, it starts snapping its pinchers. 
and starts moving towards you. I'm going to give you a chance to roll for this just to see if you can react. So it's a speed kind of roll of, in this case, it'll only be a six. Is it speed defense at all or just sort of? It could be. It could be. Okay. So you managed to dodge it striking at you and it clearly like you get the feeling like it was expecting to like hold your hand in place with its pinchers while it went after them. It's like drops the berries on the ground and backs away. Yeah, so what it does is it spits out this goo, this bile, and you see the berries starting to dissolve, and then it dips this long proboscis that came out of nowhere into it and slurps it up like a straw, and then it makes more of those, like, hungry sounds. And then the other one starts doing that, too. What the... Um... Everything okay over there? Yo, we bought some weird-ass mounts. Are you just realizing that now? Fucking crazy. Goodness. Well, I wouldn't get too close, even if they have berries, guys, because they seem <laughs> they seem like they're content with berries, but it sort of seems like they prefer human flesh or abhuman flesh in my case. I am going to make a little something then. Dilly's going to go, I guess, to a nearby tree, break off some branches. Mm-hmm. And then he, he's going to start like. I don't know if they're actually called, but you know that um, kind of like strainer on a handle, the kind of like fine mesh thing, sieve kind of. A sieve? Like a basket? Okay, yeah. I think it's called like a spider sieve or something. It's a herc sieve now. <laughs> yeah, basically kind of a shallow bowl on a long stick that we can put the berries in and kind of give to the hercs at a distance. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I think you could make something like that easily. Don't even need to roll for it. I think a bowl on a stick is technically a spoon. (laughs) It's a shovel. This one has holes in it, though. A slotted spoon. Yeah, but it's big. So you can take big scoops of the berries, which is good because these eat a lot of berries. Because you have four dilly-sized bushels just to get two weeks. Just saying. So, Dilly, when you bring one of those bowls to them, again, their pinchers grab the bowl. They spew this bile onto it. And the berries start, like, basically dissolving, and they're actually falling through the sieve. And so then they let go, and they drop down their little proboscis and start sucking it up like a straw against the bottom of a glass. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Which, you guys get the impression that if they were hunting meat, they would probably hold the meat with their pinchers and then do that too. Yeah, that's what I was, yeah, I picked up on that. I just want to make it clear. Give <laughs> the mental note. Don't let them grab you. Yeah. Hey, Natalia, try touching the bile. <laughs> um, no, I just do that to prove that Nyx is wrong. What? You were like, oh, it's just spit. No big deal. And I was like, I'm mm, pretty sure that's some corrosive fang acid. But it's my spit. It was corrosive fang acid, too. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> I will examine it, but I'm not touching it. Nix, you do feel like a sad tingle in your little fang pouches. But Nix is debating <laughs> whether she should try to intimidate the Herx. Assert dominance? Yeah. Yeah, Nix is going to try to assert dominance over the Herx by exposing her fang. Chacha would like to assist? Uh, Atali would like to take several steps back. <laughs> and also spitting. Okay. On them or just near them? Like, all, yeah, also on the berries. Unless the berries are gone. They back up almost immediately as soon as your spit mixes with it. Why are you poisoning their food? Nix makes eye contact with both Herx. 
<laughs> they seem pretty docile right now. They've had some berries. Mm-hmm. A little startled by you poisoning their food, but they were also slowing down because as the town person told you, they never overeat with the berries. They only overeat if they're eating meat. Mm-hmm. So we know that that was a, a decent amount of berries. So now we have an idea of what a serving is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Samson, their bile did not affect your sieve. All right. I was going to ask that. Like, is, do I just have a hole now? I'm assuming the sieve is synth or something like that. I was imagining, like, I just grab, like, wood for the handle, sure. But wood for the handle. Yeah, I could do a piece of synth or two. So, yes, synth. Okay. Then in that case, yeah, the, the sieve part is totally fine. Like, the, the handle, the wooden handle around it looks a little burned. But other than that, it's fine. And their their little claw things did like dig pretty deep into the wood. Like those are clearly very strong. Hmm. Interesting. Next, quick. Do you want to just do a little experiment? Yeah. What do you need? Because you, I think you should try a berry. Okay. <laughs> Only because, and now I'm doubting it because our DM had a reaction. Um, these like meat. You seem to have grown a penchant for meat. Maybe like a berry. Are you worried Nix is going to go ravenous and eat you? <laughs> I, if there's a vegetarian option, I think we should take it. All right. Just a thought. I don't you know. Mm-hmm. Nix will take a berry. Okay. The berry is actually strangely sweet. It's sweet and refreshing. So it has this very sweet flavor, but unlike a sweet berry that could be a little bit cloying, there's also like a... It's a berry, but it's also got a little bit of almost like a lime sharpness to it that has the overall effect of it's very sweet, but it's almost like you feel like it's freshening up and waking up your whole mouth. And then you swallow it. And then a moment later, you can tell it doesn't really agree with you, right? It's it's actually something that, God, I think for most people, it would be something like a, like a 12 mic defense. But Nick's... Because it does have sort of a venomous quality to it, it's only a six might defense for you. This is amazing. Uh, I mean, I could be the six straight up, right? Sure. One way to find out. When you say it out loud, that's when you roll a one. <laughs> Fifteen. Okay. You, like for a moment, you can feel like it's a little dicey for a second, and then your stomach settles down. It's almost like... Huh. It's almost like when that like one snake was like thrashing around in my stomach for a second, but then it just stopped. Not bad, Dilly. I mean, you can tell probably something that's not good for you, but you like you managed to power through it almost. Hmm. Yes. Yes. No. You look a little green there for a second. Oh, I'm sorry. Was that offensive? I'm sorry. Uh, no, Dilly. Um, you know, it tasted really good, but it kind of gave me a stomach ache. Okay. It was like a like that snake I ate. You remember that? Like, it made me not feel good for a second, but then I was okay. I vividly. Uh, okay. Probably you guys shouldn't eat these berries, though. No, yeah, no, absolutely not. Huh. Oh, Alex, I see you tempted. I see you tempted. <laughs> we all turn around and look at Cha-Cha. Mouth of berries. Natalia <laughs> is still, like, 20 or 30 feet away, just, like, standing there with Jesse, like, are we gonna, like, ship crystals getting back to Sherman? Did crystals? On the I ship. don't know. What would Chacha do? Would Chacha want to try something Nick's tried? Yes. Yes. Chacha, it's okay. not good for okay. you. Like, dude, like, it's not good for you. 
It does taste really good, though. Oh, that that puts it in Chacha's mouth. Like, you know how, like, yeah. you're telling a kid not to eat something? And they're, it's just like the, yeah. uh, 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 oh. It's like the marshmallow test. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you get the same flavor that Nick's described. Like, it's that very sweet flavor, but it's not cloying. It's almost got a, also a citrusy thing that kind of freshens your mouth without it being tart. And then it hits your stomach, and I need you to make a 12 might defense roll. Not 20, bitches. Chacha's <laughs> now immune to poison. What would you propose as a major effect besides being immune to all poison? <laughs> um, oh, God. Can't take the extra damage. Um... Although, maybe she's immune to these berries. Maybe that's not an issue for Chacha. Hmm. Well, you've ate so many. You've had these berries before. Ooh, yeah, let's go with that. This is something she's eaten before. Does Chacha remember that, or is that something new information to her? I don't think she remembers it, because she's eaten so many ground berries. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, so you guys see Chacha eat these berries, and she is totally fine. Honestly, I'm not surprised. I, I, I don't know. I don't really think about that. Jeski is sniffing at a bushel. But, uh, maybe not, Jeski. <laughs> Atalia, can you call Jeski back? Jeski! Jeski kind of looks up and comes back, tail between her legs. What you doing? Were you helping? Don't know if I was helping. Head down, like, just staring at the ground, like, tail, like, kind of cautiously wagging <laughs> a little bit near the ground. You don't need any berries. So Stannis is like, so can we get going? We're not that far from the lift. Yeah, I did ask that question like five minutes ago, and y'all just like straight up ignored me. Berries. Yeah, well, you got to <laughs> say it with more confidence, Italia, as well. That's the trick. All right, onwards, upwards. <laughs> onwards, and then upwards. Stannis kind of points the way you guys continue going along the path the Hurricks have eaten, so they're pretty good. And uh, you get to, you know, basically the point where the Hurricks are clearly looking very tired. Like, they need to eat, but they also need to sleep. Sleep. Dilly feeds them. So you feed them, no problem. They start moving to kind of lay down. And Stannis says, this is good. We're making good time. We're about maybe two hours away from the lift. But we should probably make some plans for what we're going to do once we get on the ship. Because, like I said... It tried to throw me off as soon as I got on board. And do you have any idea how it, like, sensed you? I don't know how it sensed me. I just know that the lift dropped me into what I think was some sort of cargo hold. And then there were these, like, mechanical hands that came out on these arms from the wall. And it opened a port on the side and literally threw me out. And I fell. Oh, wow. Hmm. Well, I guess you could try, like, one at a time. Like, maybe I could go first or something and stealth and see if I'm if it, that works. You could try, but like I said, I didn't see the ship in the air when I stepped on the left. I think it puts you in the ship wherever the ship is. Okay. So we wouldn't know what happened to you unless the ship happened to be somehow in vision. Okay, so if it ejects me, you won't know, like, like I won't know where it'll, I'll be ejected. Right. Okay. That's my theory, anyway. I mean, as you can imagine, it's a bit of a blur. I was pretty, I was pretty messed up before the hive man found me. 
And then I got more messed up after he healed me. How big is the lift? Like, could we all get on there at the same time, or is it one at a time? Um, at first, I couldn't see it. But when it activated, it kicked off a lot of sand and dirt. It looked pretty large. Like, I think we could all fit on it. And the uh, Herks and the statues? Yeah, I think so. Would Nyx have heard any rumors about this ship in her travels? Good question. Give me a 12, but you're trained. So it's a 9. Spend one effort. Okay, so it's a 6. 19. Wow, what would you propose as a minor effect? I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll Actually, I got a better idea. Rather than you proposing a minor effect, I'm going to tell you some basic stuff, and then I'll let you choose one small detail and create it. Mm. So you have heard rumors of this ship. It is a blue ship, somewhat cylindrical, but then it starts going to a point. It's kind of like a, a cone that's flying horizontally, and it's blue, and it is known to kind of fly over these parts. And not too much beyond the Dark Hills. It hasn't really been seen beyond there. It seems to fly over. As far as you've heard, it never lands. Nobody really knows what's in it. It's just this thing that happens. Occasionally, things fall from the sky which was Stannis' story, you think might have been not just whatever things fell out of it, but maybe there were also dead bodies, too, or dead once they landed. And I'll let you choose an additional detail with that 19. So much unknown. Like, part of me just wants wants to, to establish that, like, it can be piloted. Like, you can control and pilot it. If you want that, is that what you want? I want to hear Samson's thoughts. I was going to say maybe with your minor detail you can establish like what the purpose of it is or what the likely purpose of it is and then through there imply like piloting capabilities or something have a half thought really that'd be pretty big that'd be kind of like major effect level it would okay never mind i think i would like to stick with like it is so you have heard rumors then there have been stories that at some point someone got on it and was able to direct its flight there are stories among the people of the dark hills that the ship did not always fly over the Dark Hills, and that at one point it traveled over other places, but somebody flew it here. Oh yeah, I heard of this ship, you guys. Uh, oh yeah? Yeah, it flies around, stuff falls out of it sometimes, which I guess we know what why that happens, huh, Stannis? And then, uh, but I heard that someone flew it here in the first place, so I think that like it's it's possible we could fly it if we could figure it out. I would love to get on the ship and not immediately be ejected so that I could, like, serve the Numenera's eyeballs. All right, I have an idea. Okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to find some slime. We're going to smear it all over ourselves. So when those metal arms try to grab us, we just... (laughs) They can't get a grip. We just shoot out, you know? Just, like, before you stand on the lift, you're, like, each going to take a dunk in a bath of KY. Like, it's... (laughs) (laughs) Just lubing up. (laughs) Yeah, okay. As a player, I'm super into this, but I don't know if Dilly would, like... (laughs) So we're covering ourselves in slime? Can I just wear all black, like I'm already wearing, pull up my face mask? have to be slime i mean slime is one idea i think we should no matter what do the slime because what's it gonna hurt <laughs> my pride now i bet you would look good in slime italia italia just like jumps into the slime rolls all around i love that there's no question <laughs> that there is like a slime. 
<laughs> Where do we find slime? High water. Swamps are a good place for slime. Some creatures, you can cut them open, there's slime. We might still be near the fen that we came out of. Well, we also have to be careful we don't go in the flesh pup slime. Oh. <gasps> Like, that's where my mind instantly went of, um, please avoid the flesh pup slime. I mean, Nick's got that out of a rumor. Maybe someone familiar with Numenera could glean more. Well, I was going to debate if Chacha would have heard something about it in her travels, but I was like, mm, do we both need to wonder? It's one of those hard questions. And I've drinking a lot of this blender bottle. <laughs> so, Stannis says... As far as slime, there's not necessarily a fen close by, but I did see a pond that looked like it with pretty thick algae on it. It might work. I mean, the hands that come at you are kind of serrated, but if we're slippery enough, it might be okay. Serrated hands? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what you would expect if a you know ancient artifact has hands, right? Dr. Phil knife hands? No. No? Dilly says no, but looks at like Nick's and Tali like, that's not what we expect, right? It's not the first thing that came to my mind. Well, so here's the thing. If you're going into an ancient ruin and it's got hands that come at you, this is pretty lightweight compared to what I would expect. Like, usually you expect the worst. Yeah, that's fair. I've had places where literally the hands were made of blades. Or like red hot sometimes. I encountered red hot hands this one time. Like, they're metallic. They'd burn you. It was really kind of. Oh, holy shit. Was that in, um, was that in Northern Draelis? Yeah, you been there? Yeah, 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 yeah. I hate those fucking things. Listen, I, I figured out if you're fast enough, you could douse them with water and that would buy you a little bit of time. Oh, that's nice. That works well. Not much. They reheat pretty quick. Yeah. Chata's in the background pretending she has knife hands. <laughs> <laughs> Dilly's also in the background looking between Stannis and Nick's just like, you guys are fucking crazy. All right. Shit. This is Cha-Cha like pretending to do knife hands against Dilly? Yes. <laughs> she is knife handing Dilly. <laughs> so did we actually come up yeah. with a plan or are we just talking about pinchers? No, no, no. Italia, here's the plan. All right. We climb up. We tie ourselves together. We find some big pieces of wood or something, and we hold them to throw at the hands. It's a multi-level plan. Why are we tying ourselves together? So if one person gets, you know, grabbed, we can help pull. Then we all get kicked off. And Yeah, we want to stay together, I think. Because the okay. number one most important thing is, yes, do we want to commandeer the ship? Absolutely. Is that our ultimate goal? You bet. But really, we got to grab the crystals. Yes. Okay. And Stannis, you said that those were just like, you assumed they were right where you dropped them? I I don't know. I, I hope that they're still in that room. Gotcha. The hands went for me, not for those items. So I don't know. You know, to your question, the, the lift is big. We could all fit on there. I, I think you could probably even f fit the Hurrix and the card on there, too. It starts warming up. You have about like five seconds from when it's first activated to <gasps> get everything on before better idea we all get in the cart we get down in between the statues and we put a lid on the cart and then the hercs pull us on the lift i can make the lid yeah and then i could like make a stick to like put the bushel of berries and then we could kind of like carrot and cyber donkey our way out can we walk and talk 
because uh, it's been a little silly. I don't know, man. Well, the blade hands, blade the Herrix. And she kind of like grabs at Dilly like he's one of the horses. Like, rah, rah, rah. It might. I mean, I don't know if it was because of, I don't know what keyed on it for me. It definitely came after me. It might be because of my life form. So maybe the Herrix would distract it. Guys, all right. Next, like, pulls everyone aside. Don't need the Herx if we have a ship. That's true. Why? I don't think they can understand us. Do you know that for sure, Dilly? Is their blood acidic? Because that could be a problem. Why? One of them does let loose just like a truly rank pile of shit. <gasps> like it's slime. <laughs> no, Nix, no. <laughs> it's the size of Alex's dog. Essentially. <laughs> For listeners at home, I have a three and a half to four month old Corgi Poo. He fancy and an asshole. Fancehole. He looks like an old man. <laughs> Fancehole. I, I mean, it doesn't smell great, but it is slime and it is right here. If we don't find enough algae at the thing. It does appear to be very slippery. My dudes, we are not there yet. I'm not covering myself in slime. That just sounds like chafe waiting to happen. So. What? No. What? Chat just turning to Nyx. Have you ever walked around in wet pants before? Oh, God. It is about three hours away. Yeah, no, I'm not walking three miles soaked in slime. Oh, that's fair. We can figure it out when we get there. And we can also, I don't know, scope out the situation. Natalia, you've really grown as a person and as a planner. I, I really like this side of you. <laughs> oh, thank you. It's like I... Yeah. Slow down, think about it. Just want to get moving or something. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's let's think about it really slowly while we walk in this general direction. Well, the Hurricks are going to sleep. The Hurricks need to rest. Oh, okay, so we're not. What if we just leave them? So we could build a lid tonight, because why not put a lid on it? Then we'll have it. Yeah. Billy will just start doing that. Like I'll start doing that while you guys keep talking. Talia will start crafting a lid for the cart. <laughs> Talia will help you find foliage to build this lid or wood or whatever. I think, Dilly, you can accomplish this no problem. I mean, cool. you build a cart, adding a lid to your cart is no big deal. It's just one big piece of wood. Mm -hmm. Although, Dilly, I, I will say this. I would assume that because you are a craftsman, it is like perfectly measured to the dimensions of the cart. Like You never forgot the dimensions of the cart that you made. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Like, you don't even need to look at the cart. Like, you can measure the wood you're using on its own and know exactly that it's going to fit perfectly flush with your cart. Correct. Absolutely. Yes. Here's the real question. Is Jilly trying to make it look nice with the cart to preserve the resale value? It's utilitarian, I think. It's not pretty, but it's not ugly, I guess. It's just, like, exactly what's needed. Mm. Is it snug, or is it like a pickup truck cap? I think far above the lip of the cart do the statues come. I think you lay them down horizontally in the cart. So Okay, so they're not stacked, they're anchovy yeah. next to each other. Yeah. Okay. Because Nix essentially ends up having like spoon between them when she sleeps in the cart. <laughs> then I think he's going to make a lid such that it kind of fits on the inside shape so it doesn't like wrap around the lid, it just kind of slots into it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Does this make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm hmm And then there's like a little hole on one side that you can like pull it up and actually pull it out. Otherwise you can't get a finger in there. Giggity. 
Right, right. And do you have it? <laughs> and do you have what the slime is for? And do you have like enough that if you wanted to, you could hold the reins and control the hurrix through there, or is that a separate thing? I think Dilly should go all out. I can do that. I feel like Dilly is super smart. Like I think he would be thinking about the fact that getting onto the ship. Like, it would be better to have the Hurrix be a way to be able to direct the Hurrix without having to be outside of the, the lid. I guess I don't know what this card actually looks like, because I was kind of imagining... Well, you built it, man. You tell us. Oh, shit. Um, statues are human-sized, five to six feet, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could have bitchin' spoilers. Like, what do you want? <laughs> it's made out of interdimensional CPUs, essentially. Just no <laughs> IO to power them. Can it hover? Like, not just, no. damn it. Maybe if you had IO at that time. Right now, it is literally like you took amazingly advanced CPUs and made a card out of them. Mm-hmm. Then I think it kind of looks like a like a large Red Rider that statues can fit inside. With, like, a little bench in the front where whoever's driving sits. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think Dilly will put in some holes for uh, the reins to come out. And also, like, now a little viewway inside the actual, like, cup of the cart. Yeah, I think it's totally fine. I think knowing Dilly, especially if Italia is helping him with collecting the resources, and if Nyx is helping as well, which I assume she would be. Absolutely. Like I think Dilly could accomplish that before you guys need to go to bed for the night. Then we do it. Okay. We do it. Is anybody keeping watch? Cha-cha is. I'll keep a watch. Okay. Oh, and Nyx can take a watch, too. So Cha-cha has first watch. Cha-cha, give me a perception roll of nine. 11. I think Chacha's a little distracted with the idea of rolling in poop. And if she's willing to do that for Nyx. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but nothing seems to be amiss. Everything looks good. So next up is Dilly. Dilly, give me a perception roll of nine. I will put a level of effort into it. Okay. I get a seven. Good thing you put a level of effort, yeah. Yeah. Stace, I will give you a choice. You could either roll Perception, or you could take an XP. I'll take an XP. Who will you give the other one to? Oh my. I feel like Dilly's gone through some stuff, so Samson. Hell yeah. Okay. So, nothing seems to happen during your watch, and morning comes, and everybody wakes up. Oh, fuck. That's the worst thing they could he could have said. Yep. We're all gonna die. Oh, shit. Fuck. You guys have whatever rations you're gonna have for breakfast, and... Stannis points the way. You're three hours away from this lift. We feed the bugs before we leave. Good call. They happily eat. We check on their food supply. Food supply looks good. We double check everybody is not a body snatcher. How would you go about that? I think it's just, you know, Chacha's morning routine where she (laughs) interrogates people to make sure that they're who they say they are. (laughs) Just kind of like what they have a say for that Chacha established in the runes. Like, she's looking for scrolls, so she has to ask, like, really personal information. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) What is your third cousin's maiden name? And she's just up in Nyx's face, looking for deceit. Which third cousin? Gotcha. Not a body snatcher. (laughs) And she walks over to Dilly and, like, gets real up in his face. I... Whose toes are webbed? Uh, like... Around us? You know the answer. I think it's either yours or Jeskies. I have no idea. I don't look at feet. You know that. 
She just kind of gives him the I'm watching you look and moves on to Italia. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what? What's happening? Morning questioning. You know the thing she's been doing for a month? Has she been doing this for a month? I feel like usually I'm the last up. Like, Jessica and I are just on our backs sleeping, and you guys are like, hey, we're leaving. What color are Jessica's toenails? Brown. Yes. And then she, like, gets up to Jessica and, like, just yells at her. What is Jima's <gasps> name? Hey, 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 don't yell at Jessica. Stannis is like, okay, can we get going now? Yeah, let's go. Waiting on you, Stannis. Just watch the little one. So you keep going, and you reach what is looks to be a pretty exposed plate of synth. She's like, when I first stepped on this, this thing was totally covered in sand and dust. And then when I stepped on it, there was like five seconds I could hear it warming up while I was trying to figure out what was going on. The next thing I know, me and all the dust that was on it was on that ship. The plate that she's referring to, this plate of synth, is 30 feet by 40 feet. Actual feet or people feet? Actual feet. Okay. Chacha's just questioning the heavens above per her usual morning routine. Well, maybe we should. Hey, Italia. I was just going to ask, like, hey, Italia, do you want to do your scan thing you do so well? Yeah, sure. Next (laughs) winks at Dilly. She loves to scan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you do, Italia. (laughs) Dilly gives next just a inconspicuous thumbs up. (laughs) Talia side-eyes both of you before scanning as she she was requested to. (laughs) Can Chacha sidle up to Talia and be like, you need to scan Dilly. He failed the morning routine. I Mm -hmm. Don't worry. I haven't been paying attention to his feet or who's. Like, that's, that's not weird. All right, I will scan this. Okay. So, and it's free for you since you are tier two. So this item is clearly a piece of Numenera. It is definitely a some sort of teleportation device. The device itself is level six, and it appears to be connected to something based off of the connections that you can see from it that seems to be in constant motion. Okay. It's connected to something else that's in motion. All right, I will share that information with the group. I guess that's good. That's what we expected. Yeah, it's a little it's better than, oh, you stand on this and you die spontaneously. So. so are we sliming up before we do this? Or Yeah, I think we should slime. I don't know. Did anybody save the poop? No. Nyx has been feeding the Herks probably more berries than they should have. <laughs> they won't overeat on berries. But if you're willing to wait a little bit, they will probably poop for you. I mean, with the lid, I I guess if you guys are really opposed, we don't have to. Do we? Yeah, I feel like the slime is just going to take longer, and I don't know that it's going to make that big of a difference. I do think we should turn the Hercs around so they push the cart onto the lift, just in case they get taken without us, though, guys. Um, I would say you know from the way the Hercs move that you could get them on there without it being an issue of them like trying to push it. In fact, you're not sure if they would understand the notion of pushing it. But we know that like it, it won't just leave take the Hercs as soon as they step on and leave the wagon. You know you've got five seconds from when it detects something on it. Oh, okay. Cool. Never mind. I was paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. 
there was this cat that you were looking at, right? I was looking at the cat. <laughs> Back to the slime thing. Stan has said she like knew a pond with some algae on it that we could use instead of the poop. Is it that much of a priority? Sure. Yeah, I mean the the pond is you know it's a couple hours away, but we could get there. Okay, no, let guys, we do not need slime. Guys, let's just vote. I vote for slime. Nix <sighs> probably knows what's up, so I vote for slime. Look, I'm not a fan of this either. Natalia, is that a no vote or? Yeah, that's a no, and Jesky says no too. Jesky shakes her head. <laughs> Jesky does shake her head. I'll allow it. <laughs> Chacha, <laughs> slime or no slime? Nix, I would do anything for you, but not that. Not that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I understand, Chacha. All right, no slime. Everyone in the cart. Chacha's voice gets like really powerful and like just full of musical verbs. <laughs> uh, I forgot to say this when uh, Dilly was building the cart, but I think that Nyx would have requested handles on the inside of the lid to help hold it down. If that's not unreasonable. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. okay, so you guys are not sliming it up? No. And are you hiding under the lid or are you going to be on the cart? Or are you going to walk next to the cart? What do you want to do? Like, I guess there's arguments for either, right? Like, you could be in the cart, you could be outside the cart for maximum ability to move. Depends what you want to do. Do we want us all in there, or maybe I could be on, like, the edge and try to stealth and see what's going on once we get up there? Here's the thing, is if one of us gets grabbed, we're not going to know where you are. But if, I mean, that's a risk you want to take, Italia, I'm, I'm, I'm going under the lid, and I'll hold it down for anyone that wants to go in there. And then once we get in there, we can maybe use it as like a shield or something. Uh, I mean, I'm going to go in like under the lid, just like once we're there, I might, I don't know. Scan it? I could do that. <laughs> I know you love it when I do that, so I could do that. But also just, yeah, I don't know. I feel like we shouldn't all just like hop out at the same time. It's just going to be a good way to get caught. Are we also doing the rope thing? Next mention the rope thing. We're tying ourselves together. Oh, then you could tie it to, like, you guys, and I could go. Maybe I'll tie one into the cart. Yeah. As well. We each take our ropes, because Cha-Cha can share Nix's, and tie ourselves to the cart. Oh, yeah, because Cha-Cha doesn't have rope. Only drugs. Okay, so we do that. Yes. Okay. Yep. Cool. Okay, so you tie yourselves to the cart. To the handles on the cart. So we can we can hold them, but it's also like I think Chacha's good with not being tied down. Like that might be what some people are into, but Chacha Chacha's good if, with not being tied down. She has issues with being tied down. That seems in that's that's fair. That's on point for Chacha. Chacha doesn't like being tied down. She's a wanderer. All right, so next ties yourself to the cart itself. Okay, so everybody's tied to the cart's handles except Chacha, right? Yes. Well, I want to be clear that it's not the lid handles. Like, Nyx has affixed herself to the cart, not the lid. Okay. Are the statues secured against the cart in any way beyond just laying in there? Um, we can do that. I don't ask for any reason. I'm just curious. <laughs> I want to make sure I visualize this. They are now, Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> we can say all these things Dilly did last night during the carpeting montage. Okay. How did he attach them to the cart, then? Because you guys are using the rope for yourselves. So I think that the handles that are actually on the cart are kind of longer handles that mm -hmm. we can hold on to, but also kind of loop a rope underneath. Mm. Okay. 
So what you're saying then, Dilly, is you don't have a lot. For most people, you guys don't have a lot of rope slack. You're tied to the cart and you don't have a lot of slack to move because you're also securing the statues. Okay, so I have a question. Could they be kind of like those assisted push-up bars where they're like kind of, you have handles that are built over the statues and we'll just unmake the handles when we deliver the statues. Wow, this is super nuanced. <laughs> I could also do that. Nyx cuts her rope in half. Unless we want to do the handles. Sorry. Go ahead, Dilly. Either way, whatever you guys want to do. Just asking. <laughs> whatever we want to do, right, Daniel? Mm-hmm. Whatever we want. Mm-hmm. Flesh pit. This is always flesh pit. It's for sure relevant. It's not just me making you paranoid. Daniel, you know that's the source of our paranoia, the fact that it's relevant. (laughs) The fact that we had to overly specify who we wanted to pilot a ship in another campaign because we knew there was going to be somebody else on the ship. Oh, good times in paranoia land. So if we can do the handle thing, but I think I'm going to like wrap my rope around that handle thing and the statue so that they're like connected and that's my tether okay that makes sense sure you won't have a lot of slack to move around with but you've got some a 50 foot rope yeah so guys getting on the lift yes yeah i'm i'm ready for it we don't get on together Italia's just gonna jump on in a second so okay so you guys direct (laughs) the hurrix onto the lift the hurricks go on. They pause for a second when they first hear the humming, but then they move forward at your urging. Good thing that you had the reins going into there. And they go onto the lift, and a few seconds later, there is a flash, and you feel as if your whole body is twisting in strange ways. And then you're, those since you're all under the lid, it suddenly goes dark. Not completely dark, but it's definitely like you are no longer in sunlight. And you hear motion, and you hear the hurricks shrieking. And you hear a door open and something get thrown out. And But there's also this wet, gross sound as it's happening. And then the door closes, and there's silence. Reasons we don't trust Daniel. Are the hurricks gone? Shit, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. Nyx pulls out her glow globe and holds it to the eye slot. Can't Italia just see? Don't do that. I can see yeah. in the dark. I was like, Italia can see. Yeah, so... Nyx remembers that and keeps her glow yeah. globe put away. Italia s- smacks Nyx's hand like, don't. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. So Italia goes up and peeks out the hole. You see that you are in a large room. You can see these hands and arms retreating into the wall. There are gooey bits of hurric on the ground. Clearly the majority of them was thrown out, but some of them was torn, and some of their bile sits on the ground. And you see there's this large room, appears to be a cargo hold of some kind, and directly in front of you, a short distance away, there appears to be an open door leading into another chamber. Alright, I'll I'll tuck my head back down and say, well, the Herks are toast. There is an open doorway across the way. Yeah, I could try to go to the door. Did you see which way the uh, arms came? I did not witness the arms happen, but I will poke my head back out and see if I can determine 
where the arms. You saw the arms retreating into the walls. Oh, into the walls. Okay. Yeah, so they're on the wall. They come from the walls on the left and right hand side of you. Okay, so I'll tell them that. Give me a perception roll, by the way, of nine. Okay, which I'm trained in. So you're trained, so it's a six. Mm-hmm. That's a six. Yay! Okay. Just Ooh. beyond the door, you see what appears to be a box that matches the description of the box Stannis told you. It's not in the same room. It is beyond the door in the following chamber, at the edge of your vision. Okay, my dudes, I also see the box. Stannis, I see your box. <laughs> it's in that room that the door is open yeah, to. Yeah, there's pants on. What? <laughs> What's up? Oh, sorry. I'm a bad person. Sorry. What? What did I, I saw Stannis's box? Stannis, I think I saw your box. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I'm a bad person. Yeah, box through open door with your crystals. Stannis's. Do you see the hands at all? They're in the walls. I can try to stealth and grab it, but. I feel like then they'll know we're here too. Can I try something? You just get out of the way. You're in the you're in the way. Of, you're in the hole. Are you still in the hole? Talia's just looking at you as you're talking. Yeah, I can. It's dark and I can't tell. Would you like me to move so you could look into the darkness, Dilly? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Talia will like roll over and let Dilly. So Dilly will shuffle up to the hole and cast a minor illusion of. Another Herc just outside and just kind of have it like move around silently, just visuals. Mm. Okay. Nothing seems to happen. Okay. They will sneak back down. Okay. So they don't seem to do visual movement or they know that it's an illusion. So yeah, I just want to make sure that they couldn't see basically what I was checking. So they can sense like life forms or something then. Holly, did you scan it? Yeah, no. I don't. I don't think it's life forms because otherwise we've been tossed out as well. All right, I will. Uh, um, I will scan it. I just wanted to see if it was within um, scan distance. What the distance is on scan? Yeah, you can scan an area equal to a ten foot three meter cube, including all objects. Area supposed to be within short range. So is one of is where I saw one of the arms come out within short range. Yes. Okay, I will scan that area then. Tilly, can you? Yeah, no, I'm. I can. Sorry. So this is. So things you know. This is a piece of Numenera. You get the feeling that the surrounding Numenera is a much higher, for lack of a story way of describing it, much higher level. But the arms themselves are, you know, essentially like a level four. You also get the sense that it is triggered by the sudden intrusion of life forms, and you suspect. That it may be, in fact, idle if it didn't detect you the first time. Okay, so I have a theory based on my, I'll look at Nick's scan. <laughs> so, um, first of all, it seems like the arms are relative, like, level four, but the other Numenera are stronger. So what that means is that we could maybe destroy the arms I'm also thinking that it just is triggered when it senses the initial life forms. So it sensed the Herks, it kicked the Herks off, and I think it thinks there's no more life forms here. So if we pop the lid off, it won't suddenly sense us? 
what you're saying? Hypothetically, I think we should probably try with one person. So I know it's not the dream. Is it me? Am I going to try? No, it's going to be me because I don't think you're that stealthy lady. But I'm not trying to be stealthy. We want to know if it detects us. Okay. I mean, if you want to just like bang some pots and pans, sure. I can be quiet, Italia. I. Okay. I mean, if you'd prefer, just. Can be quiet. Maybe undetected. Chacha jumps out of the cart. Jeski follows after her immediately. Chacha, you're supposed to follow. I mean, Jeski, you're supposed to follow me. What kind of lid is this? She just pushes out of the way and pops out. <laughs> yeah. So they both jump out. Nothing bad seems to happen, Chacha. It's very dark in here, but nothing comes and grabs at you. You are having a hard time seeing around, though. Mm. Basically, what you can you can see is like a small radius that's coming from the glow of Jeski's crystals. Atalia will step out too and tiptoe or walk on her toes as she always does over to the door and kind of peek and and see what else is going on in this room now that she's not just looking through a hole. So you're looking through the other room that it's in. Yeah, so I think she would, like, stand up and then, like, do a 360 turn to, like, see what all was going on in this room, but then she would move to the other room and see, because that's where she saw the chest or whatever. Yeah, so you see a room that is mostly dark. There are two doors in there, you know, one that seems to be heading forward, one that seems to be heading to the left. But in that room, there's sort of like a weird drip of water from pipes above, Yet that water seems to have been dropping down and forming these ice sculptures. And the ice sculptures seem to be of great beasts. I'm going to scan those too. Yeah, you are. They appear to be made of ice. They appear to be made of ice. They're just ice forms. Like, you're not sure what's causing them to take on that shape. But these beasts, they're sort of part canine, part insectoid. Like, they're strange. They have these, like big slavering jaws but six very insectoid legs that's disturbing but it's not like it's just it's just a crystal formation it's not a it's not like a a living being yeah it seems to be a formation of ice okay so like it didn't give me a level or anything okay yeah i will look around the room again and see if there's any like sensors or anything and then i guess i'll carefully walk towards the chest if I don't see anything immediately. Okay. So you don't see anything else immediately. You walk towards the chest. It is sitting there on the ground. Alright. Scanning that too. (laughs) There are definitely items in here that are sort of they're somewhat natural but they've got Numenera elements too. They definitely have a strange energy about them. If you had to guess they're sort of level 3 and there's probably 12 of them in there. Can I tell if the chest is, like, trapped or anything? You don't get any indication of that. Okay. So I'll, like, quietly say back to the group, I, I have the chest that Stannis was looking for here. Seems like it has 12 items in it. Stannis says that's the right amount. That should be, there should be 12 crystals. I don't, I don't sense any, like, traps or triggers or anything. I think it's safe to take, but I don't know if we want to leave it now and see if we can find like the controls to the ship. Do I see any other doors in this room? So in the cargo room, there's only one door out that leads into the room that you got the chest in that has the two doors, the one going forward and the one going to the left. Okay. 
So, you know, it's, it's up to you guys what you want to do. The doors are not big enough for the cart to move through, obviously. They're, they're doors that are definitely designed for something roughly your size to go through. Um, Natalia, can you, uh, I guess, drag the chest back out here where you put it in the cart and then figure out what's going on with the rest of the ship? Yeah, how heavy is this chest? <laughs> it's not that heavy. Okay. Natalia will squat down into the proper squat lift objects and use those legs don't use your back to lift and she'll carry it over to the cart don't forget eyes up Talia it's relatively easy to lift you're feeling pretty tough amazing hardcore so you bring it over and you set it in the cart or do you hand it off to somebody I'll set it in the cart and I'll use some of the rope to adhere it similarly to the way that the statues are okay so it's pretty dark in here, except for Jessica's crystals. Are you just guys going to have Italia show you around, or are you going to light anything? I, it is an enabler skill. Yeah, I know. Okay. Nick's would have pulled out a glow globe, I think, right now. Okay. Pull out a glow globe. Can I try something real quick with my illusions? Sure. When I make an illusory light, does that act like a glow globe, or do I have to like apply the illusion to surfaces, if that makes sense? You have to apply the illusion to surfaces. Okay. The Dilly will also pull out Glow Globe just to have it nearby. Okay. So this cargo room lights up and everybody can see what Italia's been able to see. Damn. That's a cargo hold. Nix, something flickers in the corner and you see your mother standing there looking startled in her nightgown. And she looks around like startled. She sees the light and then she like looks over and she sees you and she recognizes she's like, Nix, I don't know what to do. They're at the door. And then she flickers away. And that's where we'll end this episode. Uh, Reasons why Chacha was running to Charmond for 500, please. You, I mean, we wouldn't have made it back in time, though. It's two months away. They're at which door, Chacha? <laughs> Are they at, quote unquote, the door? She didn't say. So, let's see. Marietta, something that Italia did this episode that stuck out to you. Tolerated the debate so well, like deciding things. Oh, man. Wow. So well. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so well. Marietta, um, throwing shade. shade. No. I mean, I know it was like, it was complicated. I just feel like when it gets that complicated, Italia's like, well, I guess we're just doing it. <laughs> It was a good plan. It was a great plan. I think it was wonderful. Italia's just not the most patient individual. Yeah. You know, she's meddlesome. Like, she gets into trouble and then gets out of it. That's her thing. So it's not, ooh, how to be the most careful. It's like, mm, take, in, take in the data, make a plan, and then just go for it. It's a bad plan? Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> so I might cut this, but I one thing I have noticed is that, and it may be an intentional choice on Marietta's part or not, I don't know. But whenever Italia is complimenting someone, she always sounds a little sarcastic. Yeah, I read it as yeah, not real compliments I... the entire time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought Italia um, just had trouble expressing herself. Yes, really. it's definitely that. She also, like, her only friend, historically, like, for any sort of long period of time, was Nyx. And then Nyx was gone, and she never learned how to communicate properly so I think she, she's like, this is a compliment, but the way that Italia says things is like somewhat abrasive. So it's just like, that was great. And it's like, wow, that doesn't sound like you actually think that was great. It's like, no, that, that was great. It's great. <laughs> okay. 
So we have a segment we do each week called Player Intrusions, where we offer you, the listener, an XP to check out something we think you would really dig. This time, it is Samson's turn. Samson, what will you offer our listeners an XP to check out? I think that they should take their XP and go to YouTube and look up Lindsay Ellis. She is a video essayist, at least on YouTube. Her work is kind of hard to describe just because it's not quite criticism. It's like she just talks about stuff in like pop culture and like kind of delves deeper into it. Like she has a two part series done in three videos about the uh, Hobbit movies and goes into like what a train wreck those were, both as movies and also as productions. She has a great video on Death of the Author. She has a recent video going into like why Titanic is a very good movie. Also, she has one on like protest music in the Bush era. It's a lot of good stuff. One of my favorites right now is simply titled, Why is Cats? <laughs> and it goes into the history of the original musical, what Andrew Lloyd Webber was thinking, how we got to this recent movie that I'm surprised people... Butthole cuts. Yeah, like the whole shebang. It's really in-depth, really interesting. I highly recommend it. She also has a book that recently came out, at least when we are recording in like la- the last week or two. I haven't read it, so I don't know if it's good, but I've heard good things about it so far. Okay, cool. If people wanted to reach out to us to tell us what they think about the podcast, or if they've watched some of Lindsay Ellis' stuff and wanted to share that, how would they do that, Marietta? Well, if they were wise, they would start out by going to our wonderful website, explorerswanted.fm, where they would find links to all of our social medias. We are on Twitter at Explorers Wanted. Instagram, we're at Explorers Wanted Podcast. We're also on Facebook, Explorers Wanted Podcast, and the big one where if you really want to interact with us, it's going to be Discord. We have our own Discord channel, and there are links to that and all of the social medias and the website. And we also have a Patreon, which we discussed a little bit earlier. There are various tiers. It's Explorers Wanted. If you are able to, that would be a really wonderful way to support us. It would allow us to do more content in the future and help us move forward obviously if you can't do that that's fine but if you could we would really appreciate it awesome yeah and we actually hit an important milestone with our patreon recently and that is that we have hit the goal where it is now covering our recurring hosting costs which is outstanding thank you so much to all of our patrons and also to everyone out there who's been listening and boosting the podcast and telling people about us is a huge part of where we are right now what that means is that you know our hosting costs are covered which means our next goal is all about upgrading equipment so that we can upgrade the hardware we use to record to get even better sound quality and there's some future goals as well that include a lot of extra content that we want to be able to do so that's very exciting for us but even beyond like financial support through patreon the best thing that you could do for us is to tell a friend about us and what you like about the show and why they should listen to it. The second best thing you could do for us is to leave a five-star rating and review on a podcast directory like Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Podchaser. Leaving a written review along with that five-star rating makes a big difference for people trying out the podcast. There's so many actual play podcasts out there. So having reviews that say why somebody should listen to it is a big thing in building an audience. We actually have a new five-star review from Stitcher. Stace, can you tell us about that? Yeah, uh, on Stitcher, Vegan Cheese said, This show will take you on a journey. The DM tells a great story. 
The players are invested and they are using the best system I've seen to co-create a narrative. Check this show out if you want a great time. Damn straight. Awesome. Yes. And thanks to Vegan Cheese for rating us five stars and, and telling people why. If you didn't like the podcast, if you just thought it was meh, or if you even hated it, don't worry. It'll be okay. That itching feeling in your ear is completely normal. It's probably just the humidity. If you press against the outside, you will hear only normal sounds. There is nothing in your ear. Nothing that moves furtively in the dark. Nothing that's going deeper. Just ignore it. There's nothing to worry about unless you feel something dripping from your ear. And if there is, don't touch it. Sometimes, knowing is worse. If you want to reach out to us individually on social media, you can. You can reach out to me on Twitter at Anderlik, A-N-D-R-L-I-K. If you want to tell me why I was right about using slime, you can find me on Twitter at Stace Windu. Or tell me your favorite song from Love Never Dies at Slam Potato. Tell me if you are pro or con butthole cut at Real Take Unicorn. <laughs> Stace gave me this look like she is not aware of the infamous butthole cut of cats. Oh, I'm aware. Yeah, and you can tell me about how impatient you get waiting for your party to make decisions at I'm on a hike. The shade. (laughs) Okay, that's it for us. We will be back next week as we will for every week in the foreseeable future. Have a good night or day or morning or whenever you're listening to this. And bye. bye!